Welcome back, friends, to the I'm Open Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about whether fans are more loyal to their favorite celebrities or their favorite teams, the dangers of mattresses, and a 29-year-old man who thinks he's a baby. All coming up next on the I'm Open Podcast. But first of all, we've got to talk about a new superstar in the world of fitness. There is a celebrity that all of you probably know that is taking the fitness workout world by storm right now. No, I'm not talking about Donald Trump and how much his golf game has been improving lately. I'm not talking about Tom Brady and how he's preaching that you should never eat tomatoes or eggplants again. I am talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG and our most senior Supreme Court Justice of, yeah, the United States Supreme Court. That's the one I'm talking about. Now, there has just been a book release called The RBG Workout, written by Bryant Johnson, somebody who Ruth has called the most important person in her life. The reason why, he's her personal trainer. I bet you've se- if you've seen a picture of Mrs. Bader Ginsburg, you feel bad about yourself that she works out. And even if you do work out, you probably still feel bad about yourself because this lady probably only weighs about 75 pounds and she already has a busy schedule, obviously working for the Supreme Court on the Supreme Court, which is a lifetime position. But because it's a lifetime appointment, Ruth knows she's got to be in it for the long haul. So now you can work out just like her. I'm going to read really quick the description of the book as it's listed for sale. Great deal. 1131 hardcover, only 9.99 on your Kindle on Amazon. A fun, fully illustrated exercise book that details Ruth Bader Ginsburg workout written by her trainer. Have you ever wondered what keeps Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of the Supreme Court's favorite octogenarians, so sprightly? She owes it in part to the twice-weekly workout she does with her personal trainer, Bryant Johnson. Now you can work out with Justice Ginsburg's trainer in the comfort of your home with the RBG workout. From planks to squats to push-ups, this simple but challenging workout illustrated with four color illustrations of the justice in workout gear will have you getting fit in no time. Now, I don't know if I'm man enough or fit enough to try the RBG workout, but I do know I am so tempted by those four illustrations of Ruth in workout gear, I might just have to throw down the 9.99 to get that book. Anyways, that is so exciting. Ruth, keep getting it, girl. Keep building that muscle mass. We need you to stay in the Supreme Court as long as your body can. And one day, Ruth, I hope I can be as strong and as fit as you are. Now, somebody who I bet wishes he was using RBG's workout plan right now, that's Vaughn Miller. Now, Vaughn is a superstar linebacker for the Denver Broncos. He was the Super Bowl MVP just a couple years ago in Peyton Manning's final game 
unfortunately, he was overshadowed by Peyton Manning getting smooched by Papa John, but Von Miller was actually the MVP of that game. Now, he's in the offseason right now, so he's get to, getting to design his own workout and do his own fitness plan, create his own scheme, because obviously, he's not with the team. Now, we've had a lot of different interesting workout stories come from professional athletes in the past. For example, Yoeni Cespedes, who's a Cuban baseball star who now plays for the New York Mets, while he was still in Cuba waiting to get signed by an American team, he put out a full workout video of himself doing various baseball things, running around on a track, lifting weights, etc. That's all well and good. He also included in the video some footage of his father dancing without a shirt on and of his health uh, roasting a full pig. Now, it's really awesome that Yoenny knows how to roast a full-bodied pig. It's a little unclear to me how that actually fits in with the workout, but I guess he just wanted to show in his workout video that it's a good all-around guy, and he knows how to have fun, too, even when he's not working out. We've heard stories about Kobe Bryant. He works out sometimes shooting and dribbling without a basketball. So just imagining a basketball. Sometimes Kobe has also literally, you've heard the phrase shot in the dark, where Kobe literally likes to shoot in the dark. He'll go into the gym without any lights on just to test his own personal connection with the hoop. And he's even, Kobe is also known for forcing his teammates, yes I said forcing because you know they didn't want to do this of their own accord, to stay after practice with him and play one-on-one to a hundred. So he can just pick on them and score 100 points. According to Kobe, the most any of his teammates have ever gotten to is 12. We've also heard of James Harrison, who's a linebacker, just retired. He's had a long career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had a workout where he showed himself just hitting a huge tire with a huge sledgehammer over and over again. Sounds like a crazy workout for maybe a Game of Thrones extra or something like that. I'm not quite sure how hitting a giant tire with a giant sledgehammer gets you prepared to play football, but I guess it's just getting in that warrior mentality. Also, uh, Kyle Korver who's a great shooter, who had a long career with the Atlanta Hawks. He's now a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers along with LeBron James. He has his trainer, he has his personal trainer create a whole different crazy workout for him every offseason. He had one offseason when he paddleboarded for nine straight hours over miles and miles and miles of open ocean water. He had another offseason where he literally ran underwater carrying a boulder. So he would swim down to the ocean floor, carry a boulder as far as he could, swim back up for air, and keep carrying the boulder. All of this is crazy, and it makes you think, maybe guys should just follow the workouts their teams give them. Maybe guys should just practice with their teammates and not do all this crazy workouts on the side. Honestly, some of them seem dangerous, and a lot of them seem unnecessary. But Vaughn's got his own type of workout. And that was catching sharks. Last week, Von Miller posted a photo of himself with a nine and a half foot hammerhead shark off the coast of Miami. Von catches quarterbacks for a living. That's his job. So maybe he figures, look, if I can catch a shark that's 10 feet long, I can probably catch Philip Rivers. Okay? But Von is actually now in a little bit of hot water. No pun intended. But the shark, I think, was in, in cold water. It, either way... He's in a little bit of hot water now because PETA has actually taken exception to his post. And they said they wanted to ensure that Von Miller is held accountable if killing this animal was, as they suspect, illegal. Now, Von says he did put the shark back into the ocean. But in the photo, 
doesn't look that alive. I don't know. We'll post a photo on the I'm Open Facebook page, and y'all can tell us, is the shark dead or not? Because Vaughn says he threw the shark back. It's a little unclear whether he just floated or whether the shark was actually able to swim away of his own accord. I don't know exactly how this one connects to playing football, but let's just hope he stays out of legal trouble. Alright, brother. So I don't know if you saw um, Anthony Rizzo of the Chicago Cubs. He is on the DL. That means not down low. That means he's on the disabled list. He has to take a break. And that's because he has a bad back. And he said the reason why is because his hotel mattress in Cincinnati threw out his back. He said, I think the next time I go to Cincinnati, I'll sleep on the floor. (laughs) <laughs> That's crazy. What kind of hotels are these? Every the, the team, it's like they all stay in the same hotel with the same mattresses. Like no room has a different mattress. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So why isn't everybody on the team having a bad back? First of all, Anthony. Also, second of all, it's like these dudes are professional baseball players. I mean, I I know a shitty mattress. Obviously, I've I've slept on my my share of shitty mattresses as well, and I've stayed at some shitty hotels and motels. I'm sure. These dudes are not staying at a shitty hotel or motel. No. Okay. I just don't. What were you doing on? I didn't know, like you know, the the the, the best Hilton in Cincinnati has a bad mattress, especially in a VIP setup. I know. I feel like this is one of those classic cover-ups. This is like you know how sometimes you hear in the off season where like somebody will like tear their ACL and it's they're like jet skiing or something, but they pretend like they just like fell down picking their kid up like at the playground. To the park and I was pushing her on a swing. I twisted my <laughs> exactly, exactly. When really they were like running with the bulls or some shit that they definitely were not allowed to do, right? <laughs> so I feel I was like, all right, Anthony. Either what were you doing on that mattress? That's what that's what my I'm I'm not trying to be with the mind in the gutter, but like when I'm like, oh, you hurt yourself. What were you doing on that mattress? Or what were you not doing? Like maybe you were just out though. Like I, I don't know. It's like I. I don't imagine in Cincinnati he could have been like out all night, but yeah, there's nothing to do. There's not really anything to do. <laughs> they do have a dope underground railroad museum, so if I, if y'all you know ever visit Cincinnati, that's definitely a good place to to visit. Other than that, though, um, I doubt it's open late for Anthony to go check it out. And something, if, if he either was out when he wasn't supposed to be, or he was something fishy on that mattress. I also know like a lot of guys like. They share the same rooms. Like, there's two beds in the room. Share the same room. So, really, he's, uh... I don't know, man. I mean, he, he plays with the Cubs. It's cold as shit. I, I just don't think he doesn't want to play, man. And I don't blame him. I mean, it's a trash excuse, but, like, it's cold, man. So, you have to find a cop-out. The best way to find a cop-out is find a cop-out that makes no sense, but no one will question it. Like, if you say, oh, my, my back's messed up from a mattress, like, no one's really going to be like, prove it. They're just going to be like, that's kind of weird, man. All right. We'll, we'll like, he, he had to have a cop-out that was so ridiculous. Like, if he said something like, oh, man, I was drinking and I'm just sick. Like, uh, you know, Madden, Madden the, the uh, men's bro, get the fuck out of here. So, I mean, props to Rizzo. His excuse is such some obscure bullshit that it works. So, like, well, man, you know, we, we do try. Like, then they're going to, like, look at the whole situation. Like, yeah, man, we do travel a lot. And, you know, maybe the matches are good. Maybe we should look at the hotel. Maybe you're right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, 
they're probably going to, like, hire, like, a new, like, scout just to, like, scout out hotel mattresses now, like, to go, like, to each city before they go. Yeah, he's going to have kind of, like, the, the, the hot, cool, tempered the bed when it goes go down, different vibrations and shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a good point, though. Sometimes, like, the crazier your excuse and the weirder it is, like, the less people, like, will question it because they're like, okay, I'm not going to make that up. If you make up some, you're like, hey, man, I'm just injured. I got my toe caught in my toaster oven or some weird shit. And people are like, look, I don't even want to know how that happened. And they just leave you be sometimes. Leave you alone. That gets, like, to what you were just saying, though, about how roommates, people have to be roommates on the road. How do you think that works if somebody's trying to bring somebody else back? Uh, if one of the players, you know, has a special guest coming back to, to visit the room, you know, somebody they, they want to invite to come back and maybe just watch a nice pay-per-view film. Somebody else who's been wearing out mattresses lately, uh, Tristan. Tristan Thompson. That's a good segue. <laughs> he, uh, so this the video recently came out. He was actually around here in the, in the D.C. area at like a hookah bar. Yeah, you saw that? Yeah, and this, this is actually like it's crazy how this happens because this just came out recently on TMZ, but I think it actually happened like eight months ago or something, right? But, like, I don't know why they just leaked it right now or how it just came out right now. Yeah, timing, bro. You gotta drop it for the finals. It's all timing. Yeah, it's right for the playoffs. Perfect. It was like TNT drama. It was like, let's do it. Charles Barkley. <laughs> it was like perfect with the TNT drama thing. Charles Barkley called up, like, the hookah lounge, and then they, they had the... They had the security footage for him. <laughs> so, like, after this video came out, though, the next the next game when Tristan Thompson walked out onto the court for the Cavaliers, the fans booed him in Cleveland. You weren't surprised by this at all? You spent a little time in Cleveland. Like, I mean, they love their teams out there. You weren't surprised? I was very surprised, man, because those fans, and I can't generalize on the Cleveland folks, but from what I've, what I've seen over the past few years, man, they they literally do not care about like drama. Like if, if it has absolutely nothing to do with the actual sport going on, like they don't care. Like if you're a sports writer in Cleveland, if it's an opinion article, no one's ever gonna read your work. Huh. <laughs> it has to be straight about the facts, be straight about the sport. Like anything else, it does not matter. So the fact that they booed him, I don't even know and like I said, I'm not trying to down people in Cleveland, but I don't even know so much as if they care about the whole scandal of the cheating or because they, 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 they don't get two seasons out of the Kardashians. I yeah. ruin him because, like, it's affecting his performance, like, on the field. Like, you could show that footage on the Drumbotron, honestly, but if Tristan was, like, dropping, like, 24, 10, and 7, I don't think they would have put it. <laughs> they wouldn't care. They wouldn't care. They just, they only care because it's affecting his performance. Like, they do not give two shits about what's going on outside of it. You said, man, and I don't, I don't know if, um, you said this on the last show, I don't know if this was in Cleveland with the whole Delonte West LeBron thing. Like, I don't know if Cleveland fans really caring about that. I heard more about that in D.C., but Cleveland fans, Cleveland folks don't care about the scandals, man. If you can perform and if your team is winning, that's, that's all good to them. So the fact that they do them, that's a big deal, for sure. Well, that, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I have your insight because at first I was like, this is crazy. Like, you can't tell me the people of Cleveland are, like, more attached and more loyal to the Kardashian family than they are to the Cavaliers. They, they love the they love every sports team they have, you know, so it's just, it seemed a little weird. And I guess, I guess you're right, though. They're not, maybe not mad, like, you cheated on Chloe. How dare you? It's more like, 
You suck. <laughs> That's what it is. Like that, you, you nailed it. That is 100% what it is. I, I honestly think it has absolutely nothing to do with that. They're just like, no, you're riding the bench. You're garbage. And then it's just, they give them another reason to boo. It's like, all right, we'll boo you on this too. Cool. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, they, they, uh, the, obviously the playoffs just started. The first game of the playoffs, Tristan only played two minutes. Two minutes. So I know, like. LeBron, then a couple of years ago, like when Tristan started hanging out with the Kardashians, it was another TMZ Sports Week, and LeBron apparently in the locker room was like, "Bro, do not bring." I I I I think he said, "Don't bring them around or don't be with them." Yeah. I remember LeBron was like, "Bro, this is not good. Like, we don't need this." And and LeBron is from Akron, Ohio, which isn't too far from Cleveland. No, it's close by. That's the Ohio mentality, man. Like, don't do, do no drama. Sports, don't bring it around. That's, that's the Kardashian curse is just alive and well. There was like a little while where it was like nothing had popped up a while, you know, nothing had popped up about it, and it was like, oh, maybe, maybe it's over. But then, like, you know, Reggie Bush got his Heisman taken away, you know, and if you think about it, like that was when he was like he got first with Kim because of, like, his Heisman. Now we got his Heisman taken away. Obviously, Lamar is, like, still, you know, going through a lot. Now Blake started dating one of the young ones. Blake Griffin started dating one of the younger ones. You know what I'm saying? I forget which one. And now he plays. He went from living in L.A. to being... They traded his ass to Detroit. Exactly. And now Tristan is about... Is really in because he's about to have a Kardashian baby. And... He really dropped off. The Cavs paid him like eighty-five million dollars, and now it's already looking like. And he and LeBron are really close, which makes me wonder. LeBron, LeBron, back for him, man. I feel like it's only uh, Tristan and Jr. that stayed. And Kevin... Those are those are his boys. Yeah, that's Team LeBron. Those that's why those guys stayed, right? Everybody else got traded. I don't know if, uh, don't know if Tristan has that immunity anymore, man. I feel like you know. LeBron, he might not be riding with him. But the awkward thing is he has to ride with them because LeBron James, okay, LeBron James doesn't technically own it, but LeBron James' best friend and business partner owns an agency that represents Tristan, and it also represents LeBron, right? So LeBron can't really just cut him off because he, you know, they're part of the same agency, which LeBron also sort of secretly owns. So it's a weird situation where it's like he can't be like, yo, you're out because he also kind of represents him. Like, like you know, it's just a crazy, mixed-up situation. Yikes. Well, uh, what, what do you think Tristan should do? Like, was there anything? I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, the best thing he can do is just ball. Like, just, just play well, yeah. If, if he gets healthy and starts playing well and looks like NBA Finals are 16 and Tristan, I, I literally think... The people in Cleveland will not care. You're right. That's the only thing you can do. But if he, if he comes out and has like an awful playoff, and he's missing, he's not rebounding, and he's soft, they'll, they will roast him. Yeah. And LeBron, LeBron will find some loophole to get him out of there. You know, just interesting meeting in the world of sport. Robert Kraft, who owns the New England Patriots, met up with Meek Mill. He visited him in prison, and they had a discussion. And he said he's a very intelligent young man, and he's been really lucky to get get to know him over the last couple of years. <laughs> I was just laughing because 
I mean, it's good that, you know, people are uh, understand the Meek Mill situation and, you know, want to make it better, but I don't know what Rob, like, why. Why he's getting involved. <laughs> like... What what do you think, man? Like I want to know, like, has Bob Kraft ever listened to Levels, or is he just like, <laughs> like, why is he hopping on right now? That's, I guess, what's his motive? I agree with you. Like, what what is this man's motive? Also, man, the, the real truth could be, you know, we're selling him short. Maybe he's been like a day one fan secretly. I don't. Maybe he has. When when the uh, when the um, Patriots won the Super Bowl, like the official. Patriot Super Bowl party because I remember on yeah. sports they had like Ron Sampson and Tom Brady. It was like Rick, Rick Ross like did the official party and like apparently Rick Ross and Bob Kraft are super cool. Wow. I mean Robert Kraft, you know, like I said, man, you never know people do behind closed doors. Maybe he's like a super big rap fan. Maybe he's secretly just a total hip hop head. That's crazy. Meek must have been pretty surprised though. I mean when. I, it's like, why do you want to? What do you want to meet with me about? Maybe, right. maybe though. So maybe Meek asked for the meeting though, since he since he knows Bob Kraft is friends with Donald Trump. Maybe he's like, I could get a pardon. I could get Donald Trump to pardon me if Bob Kraft like puts the puts the little worm in his ear and lets him know. No, that's 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 a very uh, a good strategic move. I mean, if if that's the case, that, I feel like I. I is there anyone else who has who has chilled with both Meek Mill and Donald Trump in the past year? Mm, anyone else who's chilled? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Bob Kraft might be the only one. Bob Kraft is the little man. Maybe Omarosa? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Meek Mill would care if she came with I don't think Meek would give a shit. <laughs> no. Maybe... I don't. I honestly can't think of anybody else who would be connected with both of those people. Yeah, Kraft. I, I think it's him. Meek was probably like, "Hey, man, just let him know." Just, I mean, honestly, Trump. He's been pardoning all types of crazy people, so he shouldn't have much of a problem pardoning Meek. Like, it would give him some cred if he wants to do one thing. If he wants to do one thing, then other people hate him. That would just be an easy, just quick flick of the wrist for Donald Trump. Just sign the letter and just let Meek go free. That would give him a lot. People would love that. And then people would become Patriots fans, even though Meek, you know, the whole Philly is with really, him. But I know. It's actually, it's an advocated move for all parties. But it's it's like... I hope that, that meeting, you know, something comes out of it for everyone, because I don't see any, any losses. So. But I feel like it's almost like a fad now. Like, everybody's visiting Meek in jail. What's up with the business? If I'm Meek now, I'm like, why is everybody visiting me? I'm still here. All right, somebody come get me out. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I need some free time to just hang out. Seems like people are vi visiting Meek Mill every day, like, because, I am I mean, I'm glad there's bringing up this awareness, because he violated his parole on some dumb shit from when he was, like, a young, young, like, teenager or something. So it's really stupid, and yeah, I'm glad people are using this to show how dumb our prison system is as a whole. But at the same time, Meek's probably like, yo, give this, give me a break. He's having, like, more meetings now that he's in prison than he's had, like, when he was out. That's for sure, man. Maybe, maybe we should schedule a meeting. Go up there. We probably could. UFC. They were having a big media day before a fight in New York. I think it was at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And yeah, yeah. it was at the Barclays Center, right? Yes. Yeah. And Conor McGregor, like, eventually, it, it was after the thing ended, after the whole interview process ended, all the media day ended. 
he basically just started throwing everything he could find, just throwing shit and just trashing the whole arena. And he ended up throwing like a huge cart through the side of a bus and like injuring some people. They had to like cancel some fights and shit. That was crazy. That was absolutely crazy. Yeah, I saw that, man. I don't know. I don't know what that was all about, but he just kind of. Oh, okay, kind of. He, he literally, like, flipped out. He flipped know, out. Man, maybe maybe he's blown about the whole Mayweather thing because it seems like, you know, the hype kind of died down around McGregor. I mean, I'm not in, I'm not tapped into the UFC world, but it doesn't seem like his his buzz is really popping out used to. But, damn, yeah, man, like, you don't have to, like, go super rampage and, like, <laughs> on <everybody>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm not really. Some people were saying it's because like this dude Khabib. I don't know. I don't really follow UFC either, but like it's starting to be like a new big star, and Connor's like worried that he's gonna like take his shine or whatever. I don't even know. Oh, that's what it is. But like, I don't even. Know. I mean, the the thing that is so funny to me is like, okay, you think you're tough. Like breaking shit, throwing shit. You know who throws shit when they're mad and don't get what they want? Babies. That's what babies do. That's literally what babies do. That's literally what babies do is throw things when they're mad. Don't you feel silly if you're like a 30-year-old grown man just every time you get mad just throwing things? Like I just to me that's just childish. That's just so fucking childish. I mean, I I know McGregor's like personality was always like an eccentric kind of wild. Yeah. Like the wild he he really played up the like wild Irish stereotype like crazy, but it but he had it he had it contained where it was like, All right man, this is like cool for sports, he's like a wild guy. Now now it just looks like he's crazy. Like you can't do this shit, bro. Yeah, you know, that's why all these people coming in from out of the United States, they don't respect our root laws. <laughs> they 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 don't respect our citizens, they break things and they take our jobs and they they are criminals. I can understand why people want to build a wall between Ireland and the United States now, right? <laughs> I feel like um like that's the easy answer. Like McGregor's uh work visa should just be like suspended so he's not allowed to come into the United States to work, right? I'm tired of these immigrants coming into the country and just ruining everything. Ruining it, man. Have no class right? respect. You're throwing things in a bus. It's no good. Oh, come on. No good. I know. I, I'm sure. I'm, Patrick's Day is way over. There's no excuse. I mean, I'm sure all 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 the uh, Make America Great Again folks are are eager to to kick Connor out, right? Have they been speaking up about this one? Because he's been he's not American, and you know he's been ruining the country. Have any Have you heard any Make America Great Again folks talking about uh, getting Connor out of here? I have, man. I uh, I follow a couple of them on Twitter, and uh, they're they're not happy at all. Man. They want him out too. They want him out. Oh, good. I he's thought they were... He's not, high on the, he's, not, he's not a high priority on their list, but they definitely took notice, and uh, they're making steps to make it happen. They're, they're not about it at all. Oh, good. I, see, I just assumed that because he was white that it was going to be fine with them. But that's... No, he has, he, it's, a, it's a clear, easy pass, man. <laughs> like I said, not, not high on the priority list, but it's, it's definitely going to get done. Wow. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. I mean, I just... Look... Like you're saying, like, I know he has, like, yo, I have a crazy personality, I have a unique personality, I'm a brash person, I don't take shit from anybody, but, like, that doesn't really make me take somebody seriously, that just makes me be like, oh, wow, this person actually might have, like, some serious problems that he might really need therapy for, for this, or he, re- he really might have, like, some developmental problems if he's, like, a grown adult man, and he, the only way he can really process his emotions and explain how he's feeling 
is by like throwing shit around, like picking up everything he can find and throwing it. Like imagine, I, I just imagine if I got like a, a, a guacamole stain on my jeans and suddenly I just like throw our whole, like throw, throw my TV across, throwing chairs around my kitchen, like breaking shit and breaking bottles and stuff. It's just like, is that really? I'm. Is that really the way he processes everything? Maybe. That it seems like it, man. That that is his natural response. I mean, I saw the video. There wasn't even a buildup. It was just like, all right, it's on now. <laughs> yeah, it was just like it's gone. I mean, we'll definitely post the video on the page so so the I'm Open uh, family can check it out and let us know what they think. Obviously, for sure. Just for the context, but it makes me wonder when he like gets to a restaurant, he doesn't have a reservation, or like when he misses his flight. Thirty minutes. Wait, you can just sit at the bar. No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throws the whole podium that the hostess is standing at and shit. Yeah, when does it end? When does it end? When does it end, man? Super, super, super true. Some people were, like, I don't know, like, one conspiracy was that it was all, like, planned. You know how, like, WWE, um, which is, like, obviously, like, fake wrestling, but they would have, like, backstage fights that would happen, and you would see, like, shit happen that would kind of build up the drama for the next fight or whatever? Yeah, two guys fighting, and then the one guy goes away and comes back out. And yeah. You do it! And, no, don't do it, Undertaker! Like, <laughs> like that sort of thing. So, like... I didn't know that he was gonna come back! Come back with a chair? No! You know? <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying it could be a whole, a whole spoof, huh? I mean, Man, I think I don't know. They frame it that way to like save him, like his PR team is gonna like have to frame it like it's that. But I, I think he's just straight crazy, like you said. Dog. Yeah. He's in a much more Washingtonian diplomatic way with the therapy and the developmental. He's just crazy, dog. Yeah. For no good. Yeah. He, or maybe just too many concussions, you know? Too many times getting hit in the face. Could be a combination of the two. A true reality. But I, I, think, I think he was crazy. I think he was probably crazy before he was starting fighting, man. No, you're probably right. We're just in this modern age of reality TV where, like, everything you have to wonder if it's, like, staged or real. Even with the Tristan thing that we were talking about before, I've heard other conspiracies that all these TMZ videos are leaking and coming out and stuff because there wasn't just the one. There was, like, the one of him in D.C., then there was, like, another one of him in New York or something. And, and it's they like, all had the same filter. Yeah, it's, like, what? Same color. It's, it's that weird gray. Yeah, like the weird, like, night vision. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a set. Yeah, it's, like, a weird it's night vision night thing. Vision. <laughs> and it's, like, how did you guys get this random street lamp? Like, it looks like it was shot from, like, a street lamp security cam. Like, how did you guys get access to this? <laughs> It's the same filter on every video, dog. That's some layers. I'm glad. I'm glad you peeped that too. Shout out! Shout out! I'm I'm open for always knowing the real truth. I for real, it's like why is this coming out right now? Why do these all have the same filter? Like, how did they? Like, did the did the restaurant call the Kardashians and say, "Yo, we have this footage of Tristan like making out with two girls"? I don't know. It just seems like I know there's a new uh, new season of the sh their show. Like, I think their final season's about to come out. Okay. Of of uh, the Kardashian, whatever it's called, keep keep up with the Kardashian. Yeah, it seems like this could be a promo. Yeah, it seems like this is the trailer. <laughs> Eastern Conference playoffs is the trailer for the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Of course, as you all know, we can't end our show without doing what we do every single time, and that is acknowledging our Mask Off Performer 
of the week. Of course, this segment is dedicated to and inspired by Navadius Wilburn, aka Future. Mask on, fuck it, mask on. Mask on, fuck it, mask on. This week, our mask off performer is none other than Alan Williams. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, who is Alan Williams? And that's okay. And I would tell you, he's a center and power forward for the Phoenix Suns. You may be thinking to yourself, why the hell are we talking about the Phoenix Suns? They suck. Their team isn't even playing anymore. They got eliminated, and they're not participating in the playoffs. Well, I'm about to tell you why, and that's why we do the show. Alan Williams, little backstory, he's actually from Phoenix, Arizona, so it's a beautiful full circle that now he gets to play for his hometown team, the Phoenix Suns. He went to UC Santa Barbara, where he is the all-time leader in rebounds and points for the Gauchos. Yes, that is the name of the UC Santa Barbara mascot, the Gauchos. Pretty dope. So, he had an incredible career there. He made it to the NBA, where he is now on the Phoenix Suns. He's not a great player. He's not a really famous player, but he tries his damn best, and he has some really cool nicknames, including the best of those, Big Sauce. Great nickname. They used to call me that back in the day as well, so it's kind of funny coincidence. Anyway, Big Sauce Williams, he was at a bar in Arizona, probably drinking away his sorrows because the Phoenix Suns suck. Who does he bump into at the bar? None other than Chad Kroger from Nickelback. What a crazy situation. How do these two dudes bump into each other? Now, the only evidence we have of this meeting was a quick video from TMZ of Chad singing serenading Alan with one of Nickelback's greatest hits, How You Remind Me, which I think had us all teary-eyed and emotional back in 2001 when it was released. How did this happen? How did we get to this point? Here's my hypothesis. Now, Alan, he's six foot eight, about 260, 270 pounds. He's a big man. That's the point. So I'm sure he has little white dudes coming up to him all the time saying, hey, are you a basketball player? Are you a basketball player? And trying to befriend him, trying to talk to him, trying to buy him a beer, trying to hang with him. So I'm sure when Chad Kroger rocked up to Alan Williams, he was like, all right, I don't need another little white dude coming to talk to me. Our team sucks. I don't want him to complain about how the sun suck. I don't want him to ask me to go to his kid's bar mitzvah. I don't want him to ask me to go play golf with him or have a beer with him. No. And Chad must have been like, hey, no, man, it's me. I'm another celebrity. Nickelback, it's me. Alan was probably like, I, I don't know. Nickelback, I don't know. No, Nickelback, me, I'm the guy. And Alan was probably like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know who you are. We don't know each other. And then he had to bring it out to the song. This is how you remind me of what I really am. Boom. Once he does that, obviously everybody knows that gravelly tone. Everybody knows those lines. And that struck Alan straight in the heart and soul. You can see him as Chad gets deeper into the song. Alan really starts to dig it. You'll see this on our I'm Open Facebook page. Alan starts to really get into it. And obviously he recognized who Chad was even though this is an unexpected friendship and an unexpected meeting this is exciting and it's just a beautiful demonstration how music and art can bring people together shout out to alan williams to opening his heart to nickelback and shout to chad kroger for serenading alan williams in the middle of the bar if y'all ever need a little third wheel you know who you can hit up to join you guys
thanks again, everybody, for listening to the I'm Open podcast. Don't forget to like us, subscribe to us, and tell all your friends about us. Everybody, have a great night, and don't forget to stay open. <laughs>